Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome back to the Dr. Supercoach podcast. You're on once again with Tom Phillips. The finals of the 2023 Supercoach season are underway. Cheese OJ Bean Pistol want to say thanks for the great year. Cheers. And a big thanks to our greatest fan, Tom Phillips. I really appreciate that, mate. Pistol, very exciting to have the GOAT himself introing the round 21 Catch up, recap, everything cap. Uh, it's, it's exciting times. We've we got a lot of news and not much of it as Supercoach this week. I mean, uh, there's a, a lot surrounding the Dacos news. I guess that's a big thing. But how cool is it, <laughs> the opening? Um, well played, Chizo. I uh, was very excited to, to hear Tom do our introduction for this week. Uh, introduction. I like how you split that. Is, is that like athlete? Or the the AFL it was, players are athletes. It was my brain working slowly on. I'm going to say intro, and then when I'm like halfway through the word, I'm like <laughs> intro. Now I got to finish the rest of the sentence. Duction. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Supercage once again powered by our lovely partners at Code Sports. Go check out our round twenty one. Um, article that is up now as of Wednesday. Uh, Pistol, we uh, do have a few bits of news in terms of Cancer Council donations, mate. I'll let you jump straight on that. Nothing on the Patreon aspect yet. We have uh, the Dirty Schneiches has delivered once again. He says, a game day bet with Butler securing a Carlton victory. $26 to Butler is a great man. And Rewalt is his favorite saint. $12 to Paddy Dow to have my children. That's quite cheap. And $2 being <laughs> at Slack... Chup 2000. Oh, wait, I've, I've read that wrong. $2 being at the Slack Shop, and oh no, it was just Petty Dad to have my children $2. Look, it, the way that this is formatted, Chizo, <laughs> is very, I think I've ruined the entire thing because the formatting is terrible. So it's hard to tell where one sentence starts and one doesn't when there's no full stops. Um, being at the Slack Shop 2023, priceless. Thank you for your donation. We got there in the end. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> The Slack Shop was awesome. Um, Chizo, we, we all flew down from our various states and JB um, to meet up with 
well, as many patrons would uh, turn up to come and meet us, I guess. How did you find that? Any surprises on the day? Uh, look, there was definitely a best on, but I think that's going to be kept for a Patreon-only episode. Um, the one thing I will say, Pistol, is like the man with the the card paying for the tab, I get the receipt at the end of the day. Now, there was supposed to be beer and wine on there. Can someone explain to me the person that at one point in time bought 10 Canadian clubs all in one go? That's the man who knows how to... Uh, when someone he knows how to party. Bar, he's like, <laughs> it's open, all right. Um, it's certainly open. Wait, were they even at the... Maybe we just had some uh, some people that were capitalising, just walking through and pretending to be part of the match-up. Uh, the the catch-up. I think we had, what, maybe 75 people there? Yeah, it was a great turnout. It was, um, it was huge. Such a pleasure. I was overwhelmed, man. It was... So last year, we probably had half as many. Maybe, maybe 50 we peaked at, but it was completely different faces, pretty much. I think not even 50% of the people mm-hmm. that came the previous year came this year. So I'm hoping next year we just get... Everyone that's ever come to any of the events all in one go, you know, 100-plus people having a good time watching the footy. We got to watch the Essendon West Coast game, which turned out oh. to be a real fun game to watch as a group and people going absolutely fun. mad for Sicily, for Zeret, for Marek. It was just uh, – it was great. What a day. There was myself and Maz going for Essendon and literally 70 other people cheering when Marek took that mark. Like, it, it, I, I was at my own meetup and feeling like the odd man out wanting to go slink away into the corner. <laughs> oh, it was great. I mean, uh, I, I said Sicily, but I mean the Collingwood game, which wasn't great after. So, uh, <laughs> Oh, no, that was fantastic. Uh, Essendon <laughs> winning, the slatch up. Uh, there was Collingwood losing, Port losing. It was literally, I couldn't have had a better day. <laughs> no, it was so great to, to meet all, uh, I guess, familiar names, but not familiar faces and now putting them together was awesome i really appreciate everyone that traveled as well there's a lot of people that came from far out like heaps of people traveled over an hour to get there so it was very much appreciated i think we enjoyed meeting all of you as hopefully as much as you enjoyed meeting us (laughs) yeah well i think that's uh uh some people have more fun than others but again for the patreon episode pistol uh we do have some big news obviously dacos has now been ruled out for six weeks with that injury um, as someone not flush with trades, I'm sort of just choosing between the two or three bench players that I can be using DPP. Um, but it, it, it puts us in a very interesting situation for, for those that can potentially get Dacos up to uh, someone like a Sicily. looks like a, a, a pretty good move if you don't have him. Um, but do you have any initial thoughts on what your plans for, for Dacos would be if you had some trades remaining? Well, I've got a question that I'm going to throw at you like immediately off the bat because sure. it will Go. define my I mean, answers. I, I am hosting this one, oh. so like uh, I hope you remember how things work That's here. okay. It'll, it'll define how my conversation <laughs> goes from here. But yeah, go, I know go, not shoot. many people have two trades, but if you are in the fortunate yeah. position to have two trades, would and, and let's say you can't afford... Um, one of the big dogs. So you're trading out day costs and you have, I don't know, 575, 80K. Would you burn two trades instead to be able to get, I guess, anyone in the game, you know, the 660K range and be able to look at the Sicilies and the Liberatores, even the Clayton Olivers that might return this week? Would you be shopping around there or would you just try and save that trade for an injury that might occur in the future and, and get someone who might potentially be a little bit worse? Is that How would you play this? Uh, it definitely depends on cover, I think, personally. So, like, if you're forced into a trade because you have no cover and you have to, to make a move, I think it's a one-trade situation Yeah. because um, you, you need that bailout because we've seen 
with three weeks to go, there's still some more damage to come. Um, however, I think if you've got some decent cover, let's say um, you've got like a, a Banks or something on the field, just just for argument's sake that you can get, or maybe a Marrick and you can use some DPPs and get some some steady 50s on the field and 50s plus, I would be tempted to use both the remaining trades um, to try and get the highest scoring player possible. Maybe that is getting a Dacos up to a Sicily, um, for example, because he's going to be relatively unique for for a lot of players that did trade him out. He the the most common trade this um, this week so far is Dacos to Sicily as well. Yep. So we can't can't tell how many um, how many are uh, double trades in those scenarios. But that that's the the sitting at the top of the coach's choice. Um, so to sum it all up, I think it, it really depends on the overall structure of your team, the position that you're at and whether you think you can take that risk. Three weeks is really not that long of a time to try and get through if you do have legitimate cover. Um, I think that's going to be the, be the deciding factor. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you as well. I think the cover, that's true, but I, I wouldn't mind, I guess, I wouldn't, I wouldn't use two leaving myself completely thin and not having any cover for the rest of the season because you're asking for trouble. But let's say that you have the two trades or you have the cash with one trade to get anybody in the game. Is Sicily your number one trade-in choice? Um, it's probably Bont ahead of him. Uh, but like the, the, the players that are ahead of someone like Sicily are already the, the common denominators, you know what I mean? Like the 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 bonds and and that kind of stuff um so i'm sort of thinking in terms of the fact that a lot of people probably traded sicily out um and so it's going to make him relatively unique in that aspect um and just a lot of people are going to have um dacos in defense as well which i think also plays into it i think is there anyone more expensive there i think there's English and Gorn that are probably more expensive, but it's it's hard to link either one of those as to yeah, uh, to bring them in for day. I, don't think, that's I, I think so too. I yeah yeah, yeah. I, I I think I do that. That's probably it. Maybe a, a Liberatore if you you wanted a unique midfielder or something like that because he's he is consistently going under the radar and was an awesome VC for those that took uh, JB's VC advice, including my, a lot of my head to heads this week. I mean, he's, he's um, got a. A huge, you know, 143 round average, 128, five round average. But I've got concerns with getting in Liberatore or Clayton Oliver as options because we're going to see the Finn McGuinness tag. I imagine he'll go to Liber this week, I'm guessing. He might go to Trelaw, who is an option that we'll talk about as well for a single trade option. But um, I think Liber's the most likely candidate. So I, I would in that case, completely stay away from Libba. Same way as I would completely stay away from Oliver because I would be expecting Oliver to get the fin tag next week. And that it's yeah. there's only three weeks left, right? So you're just playing the fixtures at this point. You're making sure that they have the yeah. highest scoring potential and you're playing the fixtures. And yeah. to me, I think the players with the good fixtures, you've got your Sicilies. Um, I think still your Petrarca is always going to be a good bet. I don't think Finn can tag him when he, when he moves forward. Um, I still think like someone like LDU can al- also be really good, but it's hard to go at the moment past the form of Luke Jackson, Chizo. He mm. is, I mean, he's ca- scored 173. So to say that is like 
scoring well is an understatement. He's got the ceiling. Um, he plays BJ Williams, who did get off his suspension, but you know that's not much of a ruck matchup. And then next week, you know, the Scott Lysett-less Port Adelaide, which means he potentially has back-to-back mammoth scores incoming. The last round is against Ned Reeves, um, but it's at the MCG, and Luke Jackson's much more mobile, so I would still expect... Maybe not a big score, but you know, close to the ton. I think you could get three really good scores out of him, especially with a one trade scenario. Um, he's probably my number one one trade scenario, and I think Sicily is probably my number one um, two trade scenario. Yeah, can can I challenge the? Uh, well, first of all, he's not going to tag Oliver because he's not going to play ever again in his career. If we're going, <laughs> his by name the, this uh, week, they've the, announced it. He's going to be playing. No, nah, no. Nah, no, no, I don't believe it. They, they've named you six times already. That's true. Let's go through go through the last five weeks. So GWS, he tagged Kelly. So dynamic midfielder, super taggable, has always been taggable. Totally get it. Round 18, tagged uh, Taron Thomas and Sheasel. So sort of like halfback players. Then Richmond, he played a forward tag on Daniel Rios, another halfback player kind of player. Then he played St Kilda and tagged Sinclair and Wood, which is like wing halfback type player. And then Collingwood, he tagged Dacos, which is like he will keep his DPP next year. He's like yeah, but he was playing in the midfield. Play. So he's he's suddenly gonna tag Oliver or Libba, who are notoriously untaggable, and play entirely inside mid. Absolutely, that's the most. I'm not seeing players. it. I am not seeing it. I mean, look, Dacos had 30% CBAs, which was I believe to that point. Every CBA, he was playing full time mid. So he, he, that's not a backman. That's just trying to suit the narrative of the halfbacks. The most taggable player and the most important player to tag in the Bulldogs team is definitely Liberatore. I mean, I don't think they're going to waste a tag on Bailey Dale off the halfback line. Um, yeah, the, but Liber is the, is the cog that makes every all the other pieces turn. There's, if you're going to run a tag, yeah. it's going to be Liber, in my opinion, um, because he's too yeah. he's too small to go to Bont. So. I understand, I a, but I'm just saying that guarantee. seven out of his eight tags this season, not including his preseason tag, were not on were on players that were nothing like. Um, sorry, six of the eight were nothing like uh, midfielders. So you tag Merritt, sort of a dynamic mid. Yeah, that's good. Then Merit's Kelly, dynamic mid. Yeah, and there's absolutely like neither of those are synonymous with the type of player that Libba or Clayton Oliver are. I mean. So it's like Zeret, you're, you're Zeret, not far from a it completely different style of player tag. No, but Zeret at the time is a midfielder, and there weren't that many. Oh, playing in the midfield is different to being like literally the guy that's like scraping his face on the grass trying to get the first touch of the ball. I mean, the, as far as I recall, in that game, um, I think what are you? Not round one. Are you talking about? Yeah. I mean that was a long that's time. That's when that's when he tagged that's when he tagged Merritt. That was a long time and ago. Then... But you've got to you've got to think the, the teams that he's he's only returned into the side in the last couple of weeks. But it's not like yeah, as a tagger. <laughs> yeah, as a tagger, but there's not been you can only tag the players that are in front of you, right? Like they yeah. he's been tagging the most I guess dangerous players in those respective teams. The the players that I would expect to be tagged. And the next Bro, person expects like, to be you're, not, you're telling me that Libba is the most dangerous player in that team after I watched it with my own the eyes. The way to beat the Bulldogs in past historically has been to tag Liberatore. That's, that's how you get on crazy. top of them because he's the clearance king. I think you're crazy. I'm thinking a cancer council bet is on the cards. What? You th- I think you don't watch enough Bulldogs games. 
Mate, I watched it with my own eyes. And I'm stunned. <laughs> I think you need glasses. <laughs> I do have glasses. Actually, we had a, a lovely discussion yeah. about how bad our I eyes are. I think I need glasses, I think, too. <laughs> <laughs> we had fun from the hotel room trying to read the, the names on buildings and, and JB was like, read that one. I'm like, I've got no idea. He's like, read that one. I've got no idea. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, and Clayton Oliver, I believe, is a halfback flanker if we believe the preseason. So it all lines up, Cheese. Yeah, true. He did play. Oh, geez, I can't wait it for that, that Twitter account to give us a uh, give us. A, oh, we should have known that he was going to play halfback after that one quarter he played in the preseason. I'm looking forward to to Oliver DPP. You know when he plays all Mate. these games off halfback for the rest of the season <laughs> and just picks up picks up DPP for next year. Hey, hey, quick maths in your head. If he plays 100 percent halfback for the remaining three games, is he in cooey of of making 35? percent Absolutely will because he'll they'll make finals and he'll he'll obviously play <laughs> oh, halfback yeah. through finals and it counts. So uh, you can, we can lock in Dacos and uh, Oliver as our D1 and D2 next year. Yeah. Um, so just in, in some like if if you've got cover two trades if you don't have a whole grade of cover, you're going to use one trade. Let's um, say we're filtering by, say, 600K. Let's say you got 20K just kind of left over from a previous trade. Um, and we're looking for some sort of singular sideways trades. Are there any names that, that sort of jump out ahead of the pack that might have a good final three weeks, like a, a, a really good run home? Yeah, so I guess the, the – I shouldn't say the only names I would consider, but I'd only look at a very small um, – you know a few names here, and that's that's really Luke Jackson. Um, that I all these players I don't really own. Um, Darcy Parish, Zach Butters, Adam Trelaw, and Nick Newman. I think they're the guys that most people are picking from sub 600k or the one trade type players. I think all of them have their pros and cons. I mean, the midfielders kind of speak for themselves, they all have uh, really high ceilings, they're all in very good form, and then you've got a mixture of fixtures, but majority of those teams have really good fixtures. That's why I'm suggesting them. Um, the only outlier to the, that is really Nick Newman, um, who is playing as a, a defender, but he's he's kind of got the Doherty role at the moment while Doherty plays in the yeah. midfield with with um, Walsh and, and Chera out. It's, it's now Doherty's moved more in the midfield and Nick Newman has become the distributor off the halfback. So he's got yep. a five-round average of 118, which we know is enormous, and it's not uh, a fluke. Like he, at this stage, because of injuries in their side, it's sustainable. And if Walsh only makes his way back in round 23, um, I'm expecting Newman to still have good scores um, for the next couple of weeks. I mean, he's probably last out of all of those names that I said. And yeah. I think he's probably the best defender pick out of the, the lot of defenders specifically below 600K um, if you're looking in like forced into a defender. But if you've got that DPP switcherunus, I think you can pretty much get takeoffs to anyone in the game at this point. I think most people, there's just one. I just, Chizo, there's a couple of really important points, like super important points. One, if you're doing this switcheroos, make sure that you don't leave yourself on a line with no cover. Like, like yeah. none. I think people play around with their sides. You know, they might have cover in two of the three lines, but one guy can cover both lines. And they do all these switch, you know, switcheroos in the DPP and they end up in a situation where they just have either two guys in the same line covering the same players or two guys. In- 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The same line, but one guy can cover another line, but then you're only covering two out of three. I don't like that situation. Don't get stuck where you could potentially cop a zero. That feels bad. That just means pick a different trading option. And number two, the part that gets me the most Jeezo, and the part that I'm most upset about, probably the most upset at Supercoach that I've ever been, it's a big call, is that Supercoach is pretty much pay to win at this point in time. And mm. that's purely oh, yeah. due... Yep. I was talking about that on the weekend, actually. Purely due to the optimize feature that has been enabled for the Supercoach Plus members. Um, so for those that aren't Supercoach Plus members, what it allows you to do is when you have zero trades, you wait until the teams are named on the Thursday and your, your teams get little green dots, right, on, on the players' names. Now, you might have Dacos stuck in your back line and you don't have trades and you can't do a three-way DPP switcheroo. You can't, you know, get Sheasel into your back line and cover. But if you have Supercoach Plus, you can press the optimize button and it will switch your plays around and make sure you get your 22 that if you can field 22 using the DPP, it will get all of them onto the field for you. And But you won't have any way of, you know, um, you couldn't do that yourself manually because you had no trades. You can't do it manually. It. Yeah, that's right. So you have to have to pay for it to be able to have access to that essentially is what we're saying. And, and let's be clear, this is something that needs to be coded into the game. The fact that this is, that doesn't exist and doesn't have this functionality is actually ridiculous. It's we, everyone's been talking about it for a long time, but I think the fact that this year it's the optimized feature is a you know behind a paywall, and this actually can impact who wins the game and who doesn't. Yeah, it leaves yep. a really bad taste in my mouth, like a really bad taste. This game's meant to be, you know, the greatest football game on earth, and you know everyone's welcome to play. Anyone's welcome to win. I mean, you might win if you're not a Super Coach Plus member, but you're more likely to win if you are because yeah. you got access to Optimize, which might save you a donut or two donuts down the line, depending on how this plays out for the rest of the season. And specifically with Nick Dacos, who is in you know 99% of top teams, yep. someone who's not a paid member now is is copying a zero that doesn't need to, but has to yep. because they're not a Super Coach Plus member. And well, they got to sign up for the last three rounds to be able to use the optimize button. I mean, that's rough. Just open it up to everyone at this stage of the season. Like it's just a bad decision that needs to be fixed in the off season. It's not fun. It's not, it doesn't feel like in the spirit of Australia's greatest game. Like it, yeah, I'm, I'm very upset about it. Chizo. Yeah. I, I genuinely had this conversation with the top 100 
coach at the meetup and I had no idea and was like, oh, well, I, bet, I better sign up for the last three weeks of the season to get access to it because I'm out of trades. I was like, yeah, like literally you're top 100. You absolutely should. <laughs> there, there's no, no way around it. I, I was actually hoping that you were going to um, pause on, on Doherty Newman's scenario there because the, I remember like it might have been like 2017 or something like that and, and Newman was a, a hot commodity because he had this exact role. Um, so it, he's made a name for himself without a, a being able to score when he has that, that role and with Doherty moving forward with their, their midfield sort of woes, um, the likelihood of him continuing with is going to be great. I, I still think that you should be con- like picking – the the safer commodities with those you know three rounds to go pistol yeah. like um, I know Parish has North this weekend and he had uh, one nineteen I, I don't see him like doing crazy numbers like he's done in the past but he he, he should finish quite well um, obviously the same goes um, for Merritt as well unless he cops attention but I think um, Parish's price is a little bit more friendly um, is there any like any thoughts to any like defenders? I know I know we've sort of like named, um, uh, so maybe like a Luke Ryan. You could get like five eighty six, five eighty seven k, hundred eleven for the year, hundred and sixteen in his in his five round average. I know he only had an eighty eight on the weekend. Is is he any thoughts? Yeah, Luke Ryan's great, and I think um, he is a, a safe bet as well. I just think. I don't know if he's necessarily like. I just think Newman's got more upside in this current role. Yeah. So I may as well take. Do you the want a high variance player? I don't necessarily need a high variance if if they've got a really low floor. I just don't think Newman yeah. is a main distributor off the back line, which is his current role, is going to be a really low floor. Like like Brayshaw, I'm pretty sure. Like Angus Brayshaw, I'm pretty sure is just going to go nineties every week. But that yeah, doesn't yeah. really do it for me. Um, I think like Luke Ryan at least has potential to go one ten across the last three and. And Newman's got potential to do more. I mean, Doherty himself, if you don't own him, could be, you know, a really good pick playing out of the midfield. But I, I get a bit scared because, you know, Doherty, the midfielder, could drop some 80s. It's not, it's yeah, not yeah. Doherty, the, the defender. Um, I think, like, yeah, safe, safe but with a nice ceiling is probably the way to go that you could you could be like completely wild like if you wanted to go absolutely crazy here there's some there's some wild picks that you could get (laughs) i'm just thinking of the people that are like going to trade in like shannon hearn for his last three weeks um (laughs) or or jay-z i mean jay-z jay-z's averaged 101 outside of his sub games yeah, like he's by no means. And Clarko's back, and he's got his his halfback role again. He's got a halfback role. He plays Essendon, who give up huge defensive numbers. Um, Richmond, we just give up huge numbers. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Um, you know, Richmond and Gold Coast. He's got great fixtures. I mean, he mm. he could score. And no, no one's picking JC now. So there's there's some completely wild picks that you could do. I mean, I, it's hard for me to like actively recommend them over all of the good options. But if you're okay. having a a fun if you want to, I don't know, just have fun with it, I guess that, that's an option. Mm. Um, can I ask your opinion on Luke Jackson? Uh, are we all getting, you know, Chase the Car Syndrome? He's had a brilliant 173 game rucking solo, but he's not exactly shot the lights out in the, the, the previous week or so where he was also rucking solo. Yeah. I mean, it's based on opponent, right? So, like, that's the thing. Mm. It's mostly right now... 
I don't care that much about how they've gone in the for the entire season. Like as long as they're in the same realm of other options. Like for example, um, if I'm looking at my just filtering by ruck, but they should be uh, filtering by um, midfielders. Um, if I'm looking at that's well, slowing down my computer. Um, you know, Trelaw versus uh, Trelaw is a bad example because he's doing really, uh, really well. Um, <laughs> if I'm looking at like uh, Tom Green versus Trelaw, for example, um, they got similar average over the season, but I'm looking at the person with much easier, easier fixtures. It's still a terrible example in the end. Um, like you can pick up somebody that has a lower average like Jackson, but it has really strong fixtures and form and that to carry only three weeks, it's not like you need them for 20 weeks to try and uphold this momentum. Like it's, it's only yeah. three weeks and one of them is against Port Adelaide who don't have a ruck, which is a very, very similar situation that he just had when he scored 173 yeah, sure. against Fort. And then Bailey Williams has leaked, I think the second most super coach points to anyone the whole year. Um, sorry, for, for in his ruck line. Like I think West Coast are the, like they're the second easiest team to score against in the ruck. So we've got that situation coming into a Lyset. I mean, I'd be surprised if you put out back-to-back 80s in those fixtures. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think um, I'm just more talking about like the, the expectations that we should expect from Jackson. The, the last four games that he's played, he's played four games since the bye without Darcy. Uh, he went 119, 118, 187. And then he went 173. So he's averaging 106 from his previous four games without Darcy. That's great. Um, post buy, which I, yeah, I agree is absolutely fantastic. Um, where I just don't want to get into the syndrome of I could afford Sicily, but I reckon Jackson's going to outscore him. Whereas I, I personally don't, I think the likelihood that Sicily outscores Jackson um, is like 65 35. I'd say it's higher. Yeah, you think it's higher. You think it's even greater than sixty-five percent chance. Yeah, Sicily outscores Jackson. Yeah, I like Sicily a lot. Yeah, and, and that's sort of my point. Like, he scored one seventy-three last week. He's now playing Eagles. Um, I know Bailey Williams isn't suspended. Port don't have a ruck, and and Hawthorne are notoriously um, good at restricting a, uh, opponent ruckman scores. We've seen that all year. Yes. Um, I don't want someone to pick him up over the likes of any of the absolute gun mids or Sicily or someone like that and le- leave themselves selves disappointed because they're just looking at that 173 and not going, do I genuinely believe he's going to outscore X, Y, and Z? Okay, I do. I'm picking him on the knowledge that I'm taking a punt to say that he's going to score better. Yeah. Chizo, I got another question that I've been thinking about. Cool. And it's related to what you just said. So. Yep. Let's just say in my make-believe world, I have multiple trades to deal with multiple issues in my team. <laughs> it is make-believe. It is. Because I've got Dacos. Pistol land. And there's been some news today um, from the GWS mm. camp that they said, Briggs is looking a little tired and we might just get some help in there. You know, we'll bring in a second supportive ruck. Flinny's up, yep. for, the, Flinny's up for the job. I think we might tandem ruck. Don't know if it's going to be this week. Probably is, but it might not be. But it's coming. Not Chizo predicting this three weeks ago. And then you've also got from the uh, Melbourne camp, Petty's out, and they say, well, we've got a ready-made forward. His name's Brody Grundy, and he's he's going to probably come into the side. If You said ready-made forward. 
Yeah, ready-made forward. That's what they've said. Oh. So he's coming in as a ready-made forward. So yeah. now you've got Gorn sharing a ruck and now, well, potentially, and then potentially you've also got Briggs sharing a ruck. Which, yeah, not good. If you had trades remaining, would you preemptively trade Briggs or Gorn out potentially for, for someone like Jackson? Or I guess in that situation, if you've got Gorn, someone like English? Yeah, it's it's really tough, isn't it? The, the, I I can't give definitive answer on this. I think I the likelihood that some, <laughs> I think well the, the the problem is I think the likelihood that someone is dealing with Dacos in addition this week. Um, are you getting rid of Dacos and Gorn uh, or Slash Briggs in one week and going to zero trades? I. I I think I would stick to moving Dacos and holding one trade. Yeah. If if by some miracle you're in the 0.1% chance that you don't have um you don't have Dacos. I mean I don't I still don't know if I'd do it. What if you I could still, do I still don't know. Like Dacos to Jay-Z and then you could do Briggs to Tim English or something. Say that again for, for Big Cheese. <laughs> what if you downgraded Dacos all the way to somebody like Jay-Z and then because you had now this extra cash, you could afford to do a Briggs to, to English type move? Oh, it sounds like swapping one problem. <laughs> it does, another. doesn't it? It sounds awful. <laughs> um, I, I think the likelihood... So he's in 99.6% of the top 5K teams, which I imagine is, is the majority of people listening. I think, I think the fact that there's maybe one or two people listening to this episode that are not having to deal with Dacos, and I think that Dacos needs to take precedent for me personally or take priority. Um, if you have more than two trades, I think I would entertain something like that. I would... Um, we've seen with winners in the past where they have got the information and they've moved ahead of time and predicted something and then and doing the trade that you're speaking of. Absolutely, I agree. I just don't think if you've got two trades or um, you can bench Dacos for someone and use that trade in your ruck line, I'm not sure I'm doing that. I, th- I still think I'm prioritizing um, getting Dacos, like not having Chesser come on field and being able to get Dacos to someone else over maybe Gorn's going to be impacted by Grundy playing forward. I mean, Grundy plays completely as a forward and Gorn continues rucking is probably what you'd predict based on what's happening. So I'd be less scared for Gorn owners and a little more scared for Briggs just because um, with finals on the horizon for them as well, if they finish the season well, they don't really want Briggs to be entirely cooked going into the finals. I don't think they're going to be playing too... Ruckman come finals either um, to, to try and deal with the, the, the fitness. So I, I think over the next three rounds, him getting a larger chop out in Ruck is more likely to happen than Gorn being impacted. So um, in that scenario, you've got three trades, you've got Briggs, you don't have one of the other Ruckman. I can absolutely see that happening. Um, Gorn, I probably wouldn't worry about it. 
And if you've got two trades or less, I'm probably still not doing it. Okay, what if you have three trades and your trade boost left? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Use all three trades in one week. Go for it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think I'd hold, be holding gone in that current form and just, just if I'm, yeah. I, I mean, if Flynn is named this week, we'll know um, if he's named alongside um, Briggs. And I think there's merit to doing the Luke Traction trade because one of the fixtures you want to take advantage of is this West Coast fixture. If you wait a yeah. week, you know, then one of the two fixtures for Jackson becomes Ned Reeves, which isn't as good. And also he prices you out most likely. Mm. Yeah. So kind of a now or never move. It's just based on your risk tolerance. I think most people probably don't have amazing cover, so they would be... I'd be hesitant to use an extra trade there and just wait. I mean, chances are we cop an injury in the last three weeks and then you 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 know you trade out. Instead of getting a rookie on your field, you get a premium on your field. Boom, you made back 50 points, which Jackson yeah. might make outscoring Briggs over the last three weeks. But I don't think yeah, that's yeah. my best use strategically of a trade, but it still might work out, but I don't think that's my, my number one option. But I thought we at least would need to have a, a quick discussion on that one, Chizo. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And to to put it plainly, like Kingsley's quote wasn't necessarily Briggs is cooked. Um, I think, as you said, teams are going to be a big um, descriptor of what what to expect, particularly who's named on field, etc. And the key point was he needs a bit of relief and Braden Pruce could potentially be that person and Flinny too. So it's like... There's not even, it's classic GWS. Yeah, for just sure. like, we might do this, we might not, something may happen, something might not happen. It's, um, I, I think if, let's say, Briggs is named in a forward line and, and Bruce or Flinney named R1, I could, I could absolutely see a world where we go Briggs to Jackson and be happy. I don't think Briggs is going to outscore Jackson. Um, yep. yeah, or, or it's going to be very, very close if they're playing head to head as a ruck. So I don't think you're going to be losing out. Sometimes you know maybe that chance you're taking the chance that um, Briggs is going to get a, a, a solid rest and and Jackson is going to going to pick up and and go at that 100 plus average. So um, I'd love to be able to sit here pistol and say this is what you should do, but again, our podcast is trying to educate people on how to make their own informed and educated choices and decisions. And I hope by running through all the different aspects of that, it's going to help everyone in that uh, that situation. Great. Well. That's it for me, Cheese. I'm not sure if you had anything yeah. else that you wanted to talk about. No, not a whole lot in terms of Supercoach content. So I hope those couple of topics that we did deep dive into were enjoyable. Pistol, thanks once again for sitting down with me. It's uh, it's sad knowing I won't see you for probably another 12 months. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that yet. Oh, now I'm sad. Way to end the podcast. No. Sorry, mate. <laughs> I'll put like the, 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 the Titanic recorder music in the background. I appreciate it. Thank you. That's a good find to send off. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for listening and supporting us during the season. Hope you're still enjoying it. Hope you're going well in the Supercoach Finals. We'll chat to you all in the next Dr. Supercoach appointment. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.